Hey, Neil. What? I need to tell you something. What? Today's show is being brought to you by... Who? Warby Parker. Oh. Listen, please visit warbyparker.com slash thechamps for your next pair of eyeglasses. Do you like expensive-ass glasses? You know I do. Not like that. You don't? No. I mean, I like them in theory, but, but you, you know I don't like to pay a lot for this muffler. Nor do I. And it's not even a muffler. It's what an it eye is. muffler. It's called glasses. Warbyparker.com forward slash the champs. You can go to the website. You can they'll send you three pairs of glasses. You can they'll come to your house, try them on, pick the one you like, send it back. How much do you think that service would cost you? Seventeen thousand dollars? Fifteen thousand dollars. Nope. Try ninety-nine dollars. That's right, ninety-nine dollars for a pair of eyeglasses of your choice. Listen, go to warbyparker.com forward slash the champs. Get you some glasses. I, you know, they have actual stores now too. That's true. In they Santa have Monica? a store in in Venice, Santa Monica. They have them in New York. I was at the Soho one. It was more, one in San one Francisco. In, is it? Yep. I yep. did an episode of uh, of Nicole Richie's pseudo reality show on VH1. Did you? Where I played her buddy, helping her shop for glasses in the Warby Parker store. Was she? Did she? Was she nice? She was very nice. I like Nicole. So do I. You can actually listen to her episode of The Champs if you go into our archives. Or if I you think can't she read the offended, print, though. hold up. Go. I got it. If you can't read the print, what what you gonna do? You need some glasses, son. Oh, Go to WarbyParker.com. I fell right into your fucking quicksand. <laughs> forward slash the champs. WarbyParker.com forward slash the champs. It's good shit. Go. It is. Get get you some shit. Get them. They got sunglasses too. Here we go. Hello. Hi. It's the champs. It's Moshe Kasher. I've got some dates. Neil, do you have any dates? Uh, yeah. I'll go on mine, and then you can go on yours, and then our lovely guests can go on hers. Uh, I will be in La Jolla, California this very weekend, assuming Neil puts this episode out in the allotted amount of time. The 9th and 10th of January, La Jolla, California. That's the San Diego area. January 21st, I'm doing another live podcast taping of my other my side bitch, the Hound Tall podcast at UCB Franklin. We have a uh, famous physicist, Sean Carroll, talking about black holes. Joe Rogan will be on the panel and maybe somebody else. January 22nd through the 24th, I'll be at the Comedy Club on State, a great little club in Madison, Wisconsin. February 20th, Vancouver, British Columbia. I will be at the uh, Comedy Festival up there at the Biltmore Cabaret. I got all kinds of other stuff coming up. I got Salt Lake in February the 26th through the 28th. I'll be in Chicago at the Up Comedy Club Moshe, at the end of March. If I wasn't mistaken, I would say that you're trying to get this money. I am trying to stack this paper. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to get all this money. Out I am here. trying to get this money. It and sounds also, like it sounds like it's money out here. Oh, it is. And you're trying to get this money. Some of the money is out here, and it yeah. is mine for the taking. So go to my website, MoshaCasher.com, and find out where I get this money. And bring you these laughs. Because it's laughs out here, too. It's, 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 it's laughs. <laughs> it's, it it sure is. Uh, March, again, I'm going to March. Yeah, That's jump my day. to March. March 27th and 28th, I'll be at the Arlington Draft House. Great in club. Arlington, Virginia. It's, it's a, a great club. club. They pay fair. They what pay I like, great. It's what I like about Arlington. They pay fair. They it's don't lovely. bust your balls. You know what I like about you Arlington? You don't got to do press. They all, all the people you say, what do you do for a living, sir? It's like, I'm a fucking nuclear physicist. I'm a securities analyst for right. the NSA. And then uh, you make dick jokes about it. That's right. <laughs> but you go, go into this, some bullshit-ass middle of the country. Machinist. Ugh. Everyone a machinist. I'm just kidding if there are any machinists out there. Neil, any other dates? Get this machinist money. Yeah. Listen. No, that's all I got. That's it? Oh, he's uh, got one date. I'm trying to think I got something. He probably but no, does. No, that's all I got. 
That's about, the only thing I booked. How about you, Tiffany? You got any upcoming live stand-up comedy dates? Um, my next show will be in Seattle, um, and I'm doing a show for all teenagers. Yay! Yeah. Okay, so they can't. No one can get information on this show. No, it's like a middle school. But if you're a teen, put your ear to the streets. But if you go to my Instagram, I do have a flyer for it. Yeah. You can come on through, check it out. Yeah. Let's start this. I like the way you pronounce flyer too. <laughs> I have a flyer. I Let's got a flyer. Start. Mm-hmm. The show. Now you're fucking with the champs. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. We're always back, but it is the champs podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. Um, we stay out here. We stay. It stays out here. Yeah. Uh, it's been a month. We took off a straight month. Me and Neil had a great text conversation where I suggested a strategy to employ for all you thirsty-ass Champs listeners. I said, listen, why don't we just cut up a greatest hits of the Champs to keep these listeners at bay so they'll stop tweeting us. Neil said, that sounds great, great idea, but then we all went on vacation didn't and that didn't and happen. I, and I downloaded do? Call of Duty. Yeah, man. <laughs> My buddy Bijan came over. We started killing kids, getting called the N-word by little kids sure online. By little fantastic. white kids, I would Little assume. white kids, of course. Absolutely. Um, so we're, A lot of guys freestyling. Hey, if you're online. Wait, they freestyle on Call of Duty? Oh, yeah, they freestyle. I'm going to download that tonight. It's so awful. <laughs> they, you have, it's just dudes do it between setups, like when you're waiting for a game to start. And dudes will just be, like, dudes are wearing their headsets. And they stop and go, yeah, uh, it's so fucking And you can hear them eating. You should do a, you should do a set. That'd be kind of funny. That actually yeah, is funny. Yeah, you should. Record yeah. yourself bombing. No, literally bombing. Like, Fuck literally. you, dude. Yeah, oh, they would Fuck hate it. You. And also there would be explosion sound effects behind Seems you. like that's the only place where it's safe to be racist. On, uh, on, on the, yeah, that's where white people can be really be racist. Well, yes. You heard it here first, white people. White people, <laughs> if you're if you feel hemmed up... <laughs> It's racism on there. Now, you may have heard another voice that didn't sound like Neil or me, our mm-hmm. identical voice. That's our guest today, uh, a very funny comedian. Tiffany uh, Haddish, Tiffany everybody. Haddish, ladies and gentlemen. Tiffany, you're best known probably for, uh, for, the, for the Real House Husbands, right? Real Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah. Mm. Also, I'm on the Tyler Perry series, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was on that So Raven as well. Uh-huh. And I did some Lifetime movies playing a drug addict. And also... You made your Comedy Central debut same season as yeah. one Moshe Kasher, your boy. Yeah. We really bonded there. Live at Gotham season yeah. two, three, something like that. Yes. Check it out. Years ago. Many years ago. Yeah. Um, Tiffany, let's, we'll go through our relationship. It's been bumpy. <laughs> Me and Tiffany have gotten along the whole time, but we don't really have... Well, Moshe, that's, that's your personality. Mine is a personality that has bumps. Right, that's true. Yours is bad. As I LA Weekly said, uh, Neil slowly realizes he's an asshole. That's what LA Weekly said is the point of the show, is that Hilarious. I slowly realize I'm an oh, asshole. Oh, speaking of some of the press we've gotten, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, Tiffany, this uh, yeah. and I wasn't Neil. saying anything. Well, I'm just saying this a foray into your drama. But uh, <laughs> Rolling Stone did an interview with John Mulaney mm-hmm. about his favorite podcasts and things that he's discovered. And he very sweetly mentioned that he had been listening to The Champs. Now, the the author of this, uh, who published this interview, not only did they call me Moshe Cash, C-A-S-H, your <laughs> name was also misspelled. I tweeted at her. I was like, hey, maybe you want to change the spelling of my name. And then I looked again and I go, and Neil's too. And then I wanted to say, and if you need a reference point on how to spell it, look to your own publication. We've been enrolling done a twice. spotlight on yeah. our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Two different articles about us. She never and, wrote me back. Never huh. changed it. So uh, if you're out there, Rolling Stone, listening... We still love you. We need you. 
But please, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to pander to him. Like why pander? Okay, well, fuck you, Rolling Stone. I mean, we don't even. We can just. We can just be be fine with them. Oh, I'll take both back, and I'll just say, "What's up, Rolling hey. Stone?" Hey. Um. Okay. So Tiffany. The first time I met Tiffany was seven years ago. The Laugh Factory. I was emceeing. I used to emcee back then. What? That's yeah. not. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever? Jamie touch, used to make me emcee. You ever touch the headliner's food? <laughs> <laughs> That's don't a whole that. other story. Yeah. Um. So I asked Tiffany, what do you want me to say? And she goes, you could say um, I was on something and I was on Chappelle's show. And I was like, yeah, and no, I said you it's like extra walking around in the back. Were you, oh, you were making a joke because you knew that Neil was Neil. Yeah. Oh, I okay. didn't think you were making a joke. You thought was. she was lying. I thought you were just straight up lying because people have done that before. I didn't know you were making a joke. No, I was making a joke. Well, now it makes you should have just said, hey, I was not being serious. Well, Wait, I, I thought you were being serious. Well, what happened next? Nothing. Nothing. We just. So, I just. So sort I didn't of, know you know. You know. I don't confront people directly. Oh, I. I beg to differ. I, I mean, I'll confront I you some directly. Text conversations that would um, really speak right. otherwise. Uh, yeah, I always give like host jokes to say right before they bring me up. Like, um, if I see a lot of like valley looking girls in there, I'm like, yeah, say that I was the very first African American woman ever to appear on Hannah Montana as an extra walking around in the back. That's like the joke or whatever. And then people laugh, and then they bring me up, and it's like all good. And I told that to Neil, but then I don't know what happened. What was his response? Was, he was like, no, you weren't. And I was like, no, I was an extra. And he's like, no, you weren't. I just just say that I was an extra walking around in the back. Come on. Oh, so then you pu- you pushed it. Yeah, just have yeah. the extra walking around. You know there. what I mean? And then Neil, you thought to yourself, "This person never lying again on her dick. Never again will I MC and, and introduce this. <laughs> never person. again will someone lie about a fake credit. <laughs> I'm not on my watch. It was supposed to be a joke, though. I know, but it see, it didn't come off that way. I gotta say off. though, Tiffany, I tend to lean toward supporting you. And wait, you got the. I mean, it, it, there are relationship dynamics that probably uh, support why, but I just think. It's the co-creator of The Chappelle Show, a comic, you say, what do you want? And they say, oh, say that I was on your show. That seems it, reasonable no, I, as a in joke. Theory, in theory, it's a fine joke. But I'm telling you, I was there. There was zero comedy content. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> there was no comedy content. <laughs> it was just like, don't say, I don't know. just Because somebody had said that before and it was annoying and whatever. So then what happened? Um, so then we just sort of, she, Tiffany would always say, can I be on your podcast? And I was like, hey, yeah. And people and would, would tweet at me. Away. And be like, why haven't you had Tiffany Haddish on? I would say. And then I saw that tweet. And I, I was like, I didn't know what the po- I didn't know about it until I saw that tweet. And then I was like, what is that? And then I looked it up and then Lil Rel told me about it. And I was like, oh, okay, let me listen. And then then I started harassing them. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, hey, now you're here. Yeah. So, Neil, this is really about, we're not going to interview you. We're going to interview Neil about his relationship toward you. Yeah, because I thought it was cool. What could be more interesting? Until he well, no, informed no, no, no. me. You informed me. It, I informed me that it was not cool. Yeah. You've also run the light a number of times, which I don't like. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. What is that? Is this a hit piece on Tiffany? Well, no. I wish you, no, there, you could tell gonna me that, the full, We're going to do the full three, the full 180. Mm-hmm. You've run the light, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. Are you a light you, runner? Yeah. You just okay. do that. And you... Not all the time, but I have done it. I, mean, I, I, have I, I admit my crime. I've done it, too. Yeah. Neil, are you pretty punctual? You're always off? Uh, I'll just, I, yeah, it, it's, you know, here's the thing. Light running means you go over your time at a club, at a comedy club. The reason I don't run the light is because it's a collective. I don't want to take time from my friends any more than I want to take get time taken from me. Sure. There have been times where I had a fever. 
and I'll do another oh, extra, a comedy fever. Yeah, a comedy. Yeah. I'll do an extra two, three minutes. And he'll kill too. I'll, I've seen you do I'll, that and been. I've phenomenal. seen you kill too. It's cool. I have a, actually a log of it. It's happened, I think, four mm-hmm. times in 2014. I have it. Where you Neil killed? Yeah, I'm just, it's your yeah. diary. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Tonight Neil killed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'll get a fever and then I'll I'll go, go a, little a little bit over, over but sure. not like more than two or three minutes because it's right. just fucking. Thought it's arrogant. Now all this thoughtless. Time, all this time. Is there any any other grievances you want to air about Tiffany um, before we start the interview? No, but then I'll get into why I liked her. Okay, so Tiffany, mm-hmm. all this time, did you are you completely oblivious to Neil's? Apathy? I was oblivious till about Antipathy? maybe three years ago. Uh huh. And he informed me. <laughs> he let you know. Oh, he let me know. Oh, you know, because Neil wasn't happy with you walking around. Not knowing that he didn't like you, he needed he needed that information. Because I would always be... say hi, Neil, and Neil Neil would be like, you know, what's up? Like, you know, kind of cold or uh-huh, whatever. Sure. Kind of cold, doesn't and then sound, I was like, doesn't sure. sound like me. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't oh, know who that's, you're that's a I'm like, special oh, he's just, and I would just think, oh, you know, he's got his set on his mind or whatever's on his mind. That's or, also true, though. Yeah, and so then I wouldn't, I don't press, like, I don't bother people like that. I mean, I, if you look like you in a good mood, because mm-hmm. I know how comedians are, because I'm moody too. I just try to leave it in the car. But sometimes you don't want nobody to bother you. And, yeah. so, and then Neil looks like that a lot of the time. Like, yeah. don't I look at that at home. Right. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like that, strangely, on text. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. But. I looked at, like, the... I got... I, we didn't know what it was called until like a year and a half ago. Bitch face. I got oh, resting, resting bitch, bitch face. Yeah. yeah, I got resting bitch. Face. <laughs> well, yeah, I got resting dick face. Right, right. The amount that it. T- I think I'm smiling right now. <laughs> right. And he's I actually, swear. I swear to God when I tell frowning. you. I think that I'm smiling. He's actually pounding his fist into his other hand and saying, "Give me your lunch." No, money. I. While the amount it takes for me to actually smile. I gotta be. I gotta be getting. Look. You have to you smile while you fuck. I he's grinning the whole time. That's scary as hell. That sounds real yeah. sexy, like, Neil. Yeah, How do you like it? Oh, I'm yeah. having this a is blast. very nice. I am having oh. a blast. Neil Brennan's having a blast. Let oh. that be known. Hilarious. Neil Brennan is the only one having a blast. Um, okay, Why am I so, shit? I just so, love. I, I'm enjoying the dynamic right now. Yeah, it's very. Um, you you seem you, like you're taking it pretty well, though. Why aren't you mad at him for being a dick? Because I know she that she everybody. Can be a dick every now and then, but he was not a dick. I was to never me. a dick. He was I was never cold. a dick cold. to me. No, I was just no. like I would just ignore people. Yeah, right. he just I, someone me. Rever- I I actively ignore people. Yeah, like uh-huh. like you're from right. England or something. He's yeah, very you know. Yeah, right. you got re- resting British face. <laughs> I got resting British. <laughs> yes, <face. laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so then Jamie Jamie Masada at the comedy store. Laugh I'm sorry, the Laugh Factory. Yeah, has a uh, took over for Tommy comedy camp every summer. Mm-hmm. Where kids that are uh, uh, underprivileged kids, um, they they do stand up like mm-hmm. fifteen, uh, probably twenty five of them, and they range from like seven years old to like seventeen. How are the sets though? Uh, they're some good, some bad. <laughs> some good, but they're not like they're not they're bad. Not it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's always interesting. I bet. Yeah, you learn um, a lot about their lifestyle. You learn life about like right. group. Home. You just mm-hmm. learn about horrible shit. Sounds funny. It's. It's interesting, like I said, and it's fucking lovely that they do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at the graduation that I went to, Tiffany was there, and I saw Tiffany talking to um, two of the two of the girls and talking about her experience gr- growing up in a group home, mm, uh, different homes, group home too, and foster care, different homes. And uh, and at that point, I was like, all right, well, I can't keep can't being an asshole anymore. with this person. You know, that's funny, because when I heard about that just now, it made me like you less. Oh, really? Yeah, I like you as a like, cold-hearted snake. 
looking well. through your eyes. <laughs> no, okay, right. So Neil, her humanity. Yeah, I melted I your inhumanity. Saw her humanity for once. Well, let's yeah. start there. Tiffany, tell us about your tell us about your childhood. How did you, how did you end up in these foster homes and group homes and shit like that? Uh, my dad ran away because the government. That's was a after first. Him. <laughs> no, well, that mm-hmm. is. A, I've never heard like my father ran away from home. No, he ran away. He ran away because <laughs> he walked. He packed up a he sack and out. put it on yeah. a stick. No, he was selling green cards illegally. He's from uh, Eritrea, which is on uh-huh. the east side of Africa, and um, he came to America as a refugee. He got my mama pregnant within six months of meeting her, and she taught him how to drive, how to speak English, all this stuff. Had him his own little business, and he started selling green cards illegally. Well, then immigration, you know, the FBI, everybody's after him for that. So he takes off and goes into hiding. My mom ends up hooking up with my stepdad, and then he moves us way out of town. Then she has a car accident, head go through the windshield. She almost died, like she was supposed to be dead. And um, she had to learn how to walk, talk, everything again. What? And then I was taking how care of How old were you? I was, nine, I was eight, about to be nine. So and I was taking care of her, my brothers and sisters as well. She's permanently disabled at this point? Yeah, she's mentally disabled. She learned how to do everything. Like, she can function. When you see her, you're just like, oh, she's just a heavyset black woman. That's what sure. you think. But you think, you think about her weight primarily. Yeah, you that's all you fat. see right off that. Like, oh, she's she's heavyset. Uh-huh. That'll she's, be your primary. She's beautiful, but she's heavyset. Okay. She got, so she's thick, but she's fine. And her hair is the color of, like, white. Like, she got beautiful nice, good white hair. hair. Okay. Beautiful dark skin. She's a beautiful woman, but she just, she thick from the medications. Because she ended up um, becoming very sick. Uh, she's schizophrenic, depressing, and uh, she became very abusive towards me. And um, But she loved my brothers and sisters. Oh, but she really? Me. Yeah. Why is that? Um, probably because I look like my dad, and I remind her of herself. But she told I me. I doubt it. I don't think that's what it was. I think but, it's because you run the light, and she couldn't stand that. Well, I, I didn't even talk then. I, didn't, I wouldn't even talk. I was so afraid to even She, she picked you out. She picked you out of the lineup I was the family. oldest. I was the, I probably the one that reminded her most of herself. I look a lot like her. Um, and I always was very focused. Like if I said, if as a child, if I said, I'm going to, I'm going to be on the drill team. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, it would happen. She would fuck it up for me, but it would happen. How would she fuck it up? She would beat me in front of like, just yank me out of drill team practice and beat me. If I said, I wanted to be in an African dance class and I was taking a dance class and I made the money, like cleaning people's yards and stuff to do it. And then she beat me out of the dance class. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Hold on. She beat, I don't. First of all, like a black mom will come to, let's say you get in trouble at school back in the, this is the eighties and the early nineties. You get in trouble at school. They'll come to the classroom and whoop you in front of everybody in the classroom. Oh, as a humiliation technique. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so she went through the windshield and then she had, had a period where she was, she well, was they let not us, functional. She was not functional, but she was functional enough to where they didn't want to like put her anywhere or whatever. She was with us in we were getting like disability checks and stuff, and she had she was still smart. Like mm-hmm. she's a, she was a genius. By the time she was twenty seven, she owned she had her own business. She had um, a three or four houses. Like she had stuff going on for herself. Right. And so when that accident happened, it's just like everything slowly declined. Like, and she became very violent. And what was she like before the accident? Were you were you cool then or no? Were yeah, I was like her. She was my hero. She and was my you, everything. And she loved you too. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- she made me feel like she loved me. So it I mean, that's why I went through so much for her. It was a marked behavior difference, like towards you before and after. That's interesting and very intense. And what about your stepdad? Where was he at? Was oh, that he... motherfucker. Oh, okay, he's an <laughs> asshole too. That mo- he actually. Hoping he'd be cool. 
I was yeah. waiting for somebody to be nice. No, he's, he's another. He's another light. No, we got green card, Eritrean, and we got. Uh, he didn't set. run away from home too, did he? No, no, but he ended up climb out the window in the middle of the night. <laughs> he just never came back. And when she had the accident, like I was at home alone with my brothers and sisters for about three days, um, and my grandma couldn't find my mom or my my stepdad. They couldn't find either one of them. He was. Was your with, grandmother with you? Uh uh-uh. uh, nobody was with us. It was just where me. was your grandmother? She was in L.A. and we lived in Colton at the time. Oh, how old were you at this point? I was like eight, and my mom. I begged my mom to let me stay because she was doing something for the post office, like late night shift or whatever. And so she would take us with her and then drop us off at my grandma's house, and then she would work, and then we come back. And I was like, man, gra- why? Why don't you just let me stay here? I know how to make rice. I know how to make hot dogs. I know how to change diapers. Like we're gonna go to bed in about an hour, anyways. Like just let me stay. And you're going to be back in the morning, and then I can go to school, and it'll be good. And she was running late. She's like, fine. Just don't answer and that the phone. And she had never let you never, do that before. Never, le- never really let me do The first night she let you stay home alone. She, she didn't a- come back. Damn. Did Okay. Did She you never take- came back as a mom that she I knew. She never came back, period. Did you ever think that, Did as a kid, did you think it was your fault? Hell yeah. Because Hell yeah. We were supposed to be in that car. You know, like, when I think back about it, it makes me a little emotional because yeah. it's like... I was supposed to be in that car. Me and my brothers supposed to, brothers and sisters, we were supposed to be in that car. We probably were all supposed to be dead. You know, like I'm I'm not I might not even I don't know if I'm even supposed to be here. That's why I'm like every so moment. So you were supposed she was she would have been driving you. All of us. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And we oh, didn't wear seatbelts back that's then. That's the car ride you talked your way out of in other yeah. words. Yeah. To babysit. Let me right. babysit. I don't want to go to grandma's house and wake up at five in the morning so you That's can like Mark home. Wahlberg's nine eleven story. Oh right, he didn't. He get, was supposed to be on one. I thought of them it was Seth MacFarlane. I thought it was Mar- no Mark Wahlberg. No, he was supposed to be on one of them, and he said he would have stopped person. it. He would have stopped it. Isn't it funny though, Tiffany? The stories that we tell ourselves. It's like as a child, the story that you got fed by your own brain and maybe your mom's brain too is like, "What an asshole you are! You were supposed to be there too." Where there's another story that's just as compelling, which is how lucky you were that you as a yeah. child didn't get in that car. Right. What a blessing. What an amazing thing. Right, because I probably wouldn't be here right now. Right. Or I'd be here with some type of You'd be way more handicap. heavy set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <for> or, sure. <laughs> or, or you'd be, you because you guys all went with her, you would have taken an extra minute to put your shoes on. And then you would have avoided the car. No, that's not the story. That's not the story. No, I was doing a different she, thing. She was, I mean, she she was in a she was in the carpool lane when she shouldn't have been in the first place. So we would have oh, been in that lane. Got it. We would have, you know, a car stopped, stalled out, and she ended up hitting that car, and then three other cars hit her. Now, did she give you that story of you asshole? Why weren't you in the car too? Or do you just do you think that was part of it, or is it just? No, she never said uh, you should have been in the car too. But she she always. Makes it clear that you know her life is fucked up because of me, because of you, because of me. Why? Why? What? I do? got her disfellowship from the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah Witnesses because she got pregnant with me. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't tell you to do it to him without a condom. Right. <laughs> Not my fault. Um, because she got pregnant out of wedlock, so she got yeah. this fellowship. So then it took her like three years to get back in that thing, and then then she blames me for marrying my stepdad because. I needed a father or whatever, and mine wasn't around, so that's my fault. Basically, every choice that she made is because of me. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. She sounds, she sounds nice. Uh, that makes me want to scream. I know. Mm. Yeah. 
But uh, also, ag- again, the stories we tell ourselves, it's how terrible yeah. is it to get excised from the Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall? It's a sweet religion. Sounds, it sounds like a yeah, and it's Kingdom like, Hall. It's like being in a college class, being in there. It's like being in Is class. that right? Yes. Yeah, so you grew up Jehovah's Witness? Well, for a little while, yeah. Until you got your mom kicked? <laughs> and then what happened? What, what was then, the religious life like after she was disfellowshipped? After she was disfellowshipped, she was she was still go. She was still go, but nobody talked to you. Nobody to communicate with you or your children or anything. So it was kind of cool because, like, we would go to the service, listen to whatever, and then be out of there. Yeah, they like you know? they're so they mean. Like they don't make you knock on doors. No, it's they would. Horrible. Apparently, her mom would go door to door, knock on the door, and they would yeah. open the door, and she would have nothing to say. She'd just walk <laughs> off. Yeah, well, she wouldn't go. She couldn't go in field service because she was disfellowship. But why would she go? And why would they allow her to go? She she went, I think, because she felt like that was her safe place for her. That was. You know, something she grew up in. She had power there when she was. She used to plan all the parties, the teenage events and stuff like that. And so then when they, you know, it was like her, like her life. Were there other disfellowshipped people there? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Just showing yeah. up, hoping. Yeah, sitting in the back of the sitting in the back of the service. And and once you're disfellowshipped, you can't. You can get reinstated, but you have to like go through some Bible study thing, and then um, go do your field service hours and prove to the congregation that you really do want to be a part of this. And and your mom yeah, never and it, did that. She did. She got reinstated. Oh, she mm-hmm. She's back in the game. She got back in the game, and I guess now she's just like an inactive witness because she hasn't been to the Kingdom Hall. I think in probably about fifteen years. How long has it been for you, Neil? Since the Kingdom Hall? <laughs> yeah. I ain't never been there. You never been? No. You never been on that watchtower? No, mm-hmm. I never fuck with it. Yeah, but then um uh went into a few different foster homes and that was oh, a wait, wait, cool wait, 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 you're jumping you're jumping something. What? How'd you get in the foster home? You got your you got mean mom taking you to Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall, not talking, not talking you, to anybody, you for everything. Taking you home. What happened next that got you eventually put into the foster care system? Well, uh, for the next, like, five years, I was basically raising my sisters and brothers, and I was not a... um uh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't a good parent. <laughs> like, I wasn't, you wasn't a good twelve-year-old parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was not, <laughs> I was not a good parent. So, like, I mean, I made dinners or whatever. I, um, I you watched... know, what's fucked up. This was like a tragedy in the eighties. Now it will be an MTV show. Oh, this particular <laughs> right? straight up, right? Where yeah. you raised fucking three kids and shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then she had it. She had a baby. Like maybe a year after that accident. Two years. No, she had to. She had my brother, my baby brother, when I was twelve. So, so she was years. brain injured, and she was still smashing. She well, was. She was. She's so. She is brain she smashed, damaged. Then she smashed. She's super dead. Like you know, you know, like crazy people are horny people. Okay. Do you it's, think that they're hornier, or they just vote? Why are you telling him about? It? He's think, the one that grins a Cheshire cat grin the whole time. He's fucking <laughs> ear to ear, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's what's so weird about brain injury is that I always, when you're growing up or just when you don't have experience with it, you think when you get brain damage, you come out like a drooling, retarded person. Sometimes you just come out like a slightly altered person. Sometimes you just come out an asshole. Right. It just changes your brain. And maybe yeah. you start out an asshole and you turn into a nice person. I'm right. Yeah, which would have been nice. Um, but that's and not and the, the, the sad thing is all you have to do is go to comedy camp. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and you'll turn into a nice person. <laughs> so, so she was, she had a kid. She had You're my baby brother, kids. and I was basically raising him. And my other brother, um, that's like what, seven or eight years younger than me. He, no, he's six years younger than me. He was getting in trouble in school. He was telling the teacher every day, "I'm not eating. My mama don't feed me." And he, 
And then my mom would just not let him. Like, I caught the bus to school, so I would leave at, like, 5 in the morning. And so I would make, like, a big breakfast. Like, I wake up at 4, make a breakfast, make a big thing of oatmeal, you know, cut up some bananas. Boom. For yourself? For, no, for my brothers and for sisters. Everybody. Yeah, for my brothers and sisters. Because I knew she wasn't going to wake up and feed right. them. And so... And they, you had to make, like, a whole roasted pig for her and stuff, right? Like No, but I knew how to... I can I can make barbecue ribs in, a, in the oven. I can, I can cook like a mug. I, I can make anything taste fantastic. And so... Um, yeah, my brother was telling him that he wasn't eating, and then my mom just decided she didn't want to, if he don't want to go to school, he don't have to. He's the king of the house. He the oldest, he the oldest boy. How old Her, is he? He's like eight? He, at the time, he was like, yeah, like eight. <laughs> so she's having some difficulty with logical he was like parenting six, decisions. Eight, yeah, seven, yeah. And so basically, he stopped. I mean, going technically, to he was the oldest boy. But also, yeah. can you imagine being a six-year-old boy and having your mom say, "Well, you're the king of the household." It's like yeah. a boy's dream come true. Yeah. yeah, and that's basically what she did. And it, I mean, I would get beat for him all the time. He'll break a dish, and he'd be like, "Tiffany taught me how to do it," and then she'll just whoop the shit out of me, and he'd just laugh all like an evil demon, like, <laughs> like. I hated him. Um, that's why I tried to kill him. Anyways. No, don't um, kill the king. I tried to kill the king. Um, yeah, if you're going to go after the king, you got to get the king. Yeah, definitely, definitely how, do it. Yeah, we got separated because I tried to kill him. But oh, so that's what happened? Is no, no. Were... We got put in foster home because he went to school p- pissy, and then he would, like, miss, like, a month of school, miss, like— Pissy? Yeah, pissy. Pissy, smelling like pee Yeah, he would pee on Smelling of urine. Okay, sure, yes. I had—now, I'm pissy. I'm I like have a pissy person. That's white pissy. That's white pissy. Yeah, right. Black pissy the, it smells like piss. Uh, let's yeah. not go and black pissy. Let's just go like different. You pussy. know that song by DJ Urban Quick, pissy. Black Pissy? Urban Pissy. There you go. No, Black Pussy is that. Oh, I've been, I've been hearing it wrong uh, this whole time. And then pissy oh. in England means really drunk. Oh, yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black so. Pissy. Always talking about it because I love it. So, so he goes to. <laughs> so your brother goes to school with black pissy all over himself, and yeah, he goes pissy smelling like pee okay. and then the so then the school contacts the social worker because he would show up like once a month and he would be pissy and hungry and he's like bitch i'm the king i'll piss myself yeah, i'm the king want. of this school yeah. i'm the king of wherever <laughs> hey, i go king pees I'm where the king, king the wants bus. to be i'm the yeah. oldest boy in my home you know what kind of power i have i don't use a toilet which is sad it is super sad like i, I pee in the roof yeah i pee wherever <laughs> i want to on the tv he peed on the couch like uh, he would pee everywhere okay so, he, so anyways then the, the power went to his came. head. Or corru- yeah, absolute right. power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolute then, piss corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Then the social worker started coming to our house. We had our first Christmas. Social worker gave us a bike and stuff. I thought that was super awesome. The lady gave us the bike. My mama lost it, cussed the lady out. So I'm like, you don't give my, we don't celebrate Christmas. We don't this, we don't that. And then like three days later, when I kept telling the social worker, please let me go live with my grandma to get me out of here. Like, because I was getting beat every day. Mm-hmm. But I didn't tell on my mama because yeah. you don't, you're not no tech. You can't be no tech. Team. You know right. what I mean? Snitches right. get stitches. You right. I, mean? I would right. go to school with busted lips, black eyes, all oh, that. Like, and like that. So and bad. my friends be like, who was you fighting with? I'd be like, no, I fight with the best of them. Like, I try right. to act like I was hard. Right. But she was kicking my ass. And so then one day the social worker, like three days, it was like three or four days after Christmas, social worker came and was like threatening to remove us, whatever, if my mom wouldn't take these classes. My mom started taking the classes. And then right before summer, 
right before summertime, uh, the next door neighbor got into an argument with my mom and my mom hit him with a two by four and then hit his son, which was like the time, like four. But with that was the, with a four with by eight, the, right? With the two by four <laughs> oh, as okay. well. And um, then the police came, they arrested her, the social worker came. This is in a wrestling ring this happened? <laughs> no, this was in the front yard. Oh, I didn't mention Wait, my mother is no, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Did, I should have said that. She threw sawdust in his face? Is that true? <laughs> no. Now, did uh, a small man run in no and distract bar. the referee? This is at WrestleMania 9? That's right. Now, this Miss Elizabeth no came out. <laughs> actual wow. piece of wood. And this is in Colton, California? And the, this, this at this time, is in South Central LA. We had basically Set- migrated back to the hood. Got it. We was on Section A. We was, it, was, it was crazy because at that point, she lost it. You know, she was full-blown right. crazy pants. And um, that was my first time seeing my mom in a police car. Um, I just came home from school. I was walking, like, and I used to run home from school because if I was, like, two minutes late, I'm getting my ass beat because you never, like, because I don't know why she, I don't know. And when I seen her in a police car, I was like, oh, shit, my mama going to jail. What? I can't raise these kids by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I got four children. Wait, I don't have any children. (laughs) Baby, I can't do this by myself. You knocked on the door. You you put your hand up to the police glass. I'm a mother of four, and I'm eight years old. I'm 12. Like, at that point, I was 12, and I'm like, I can't do this by myself. And then you looked over to your brother for support, and he was like, get thee to the scullery. (laughs) (laughs) The king desires stew. My stepdad showed up. My stepdad showed up, and the social worker was like, look, they're going to take your mom in. Not like that minute. Was it that minute he showed up or just He eventually? showed us. The, the, the social worker called him. We had to pack our bags. So I'm packing up my sister's stuff. I'm packing up my brother's stuff. And then my stepdad were you, did, did you develop early were you, when you were 12? Did you look adult? Or no, you looked I, looked like yeah. a, I looked like a, I was probably eight. No, I know Got this it. is a very emotional story for, for you, but what, what were them titties like at that time? There were was, they, there they was not, just a nipple with a that. very hard bump behind <laughs> okay. it. it just okay. kind of like what it is Just now. to contextualize <laughs> the story for What me. is that hard bump? It, I don't know. It's tissue oh, that it's, um that's this. I guess that's where your breast blossoms from. It's the it's the, it's you know, the, the, mil- the milky milk milky area. No, but I feel like guys get it too. Oh, do they? Well, really? all yeah. guys. T- the only reason you have nipples is because you were a woman as a fetus, and then you developed a little more, and now you. I wasn't a woman. <laughs> yo, yo, uterus fell out and turned yeah. into a penis. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that is. I mean, right? And so that's why you have nipples. There's no functionality for a well, male nipples. Well, men can breastfeed. Men can lactate. It is. No, very I possible. remember having bulbous, painful nipples. Really? Yeah. That's normal, though. And I'm going to tell you that I, I want both. No, of I know you. it is. That's why I, I bring it up. I want to climb into both of your uh, your psyches. You less, Neil. But I just I want no, to climb into in. your brain, Tiffany, and, and hug you and just tell you that you didn't do anything wrong. But I hope you do you know that already? Now I I'm I'm pretty much kinda over it. And I think it was great. It prepared me for a lot of things. It's you know? nice that you can just cry about it. I know that yeah. sounds fucked up, but like it's no, nice that it's you can true. think about it and just be like, Oh, that's really much. Because I, I still and remember cry. it still yeah, hurts. Of course like, it does. I don't know how to erase the pain. I went to the Church of Scientology to try and see if I could erase the pain. Did, did you really? Me, and let's edit this out. <laughs> and here comes an edit. I'm sorry. It didn't work, though. And yeah, we've already got the work. talk to the kingdom of the Jehovah. <laughs> Scientology people, send your letters to directly to Jehovah. So, so Jehovah the, your, mom's in, your, your mom's in the car. Stepdad shows up. 
That day. That day, yeah, that day. And a social worker called him. He shows up. And she says, basically, you know, these kids don't have to go into the system. They don't have to be in foster homes. You can take them with you right now. And he's like, no. And she said, well, why don't you just take your children? Just take the four. Just take them with you right now because I can't put them all together. They won't be together. And he said, no, I, I don't No, I can't do it. No. Why was he there? I don't know why he was there. D- to this day, I'm still trying to figure that out. So you had you were the only child from your mom and the My and dad. the fake passport guy. Yeah, but your this dad. Is, oh, mm-hmm. the other kids belong to stepdaddy, and, mm-hmm. and there were four of them. Mm-hmm. This is crazy though. He shows up. This is what a bad day. Mom's in the in the cop car. You had a bad day. <laughs> All of a sudden, camera but don't lie. Here goes your the stepfather show boop, up, boop, and mom's then you're going like, to jail. Like, I'm saved. You had a bad day. No, I didn't want to go with him. I didn't want to go with him. You I wanted to go, go with, with my grandma because I knew I would be safe there. I didn't. He he's he was mean too, and I didn't trust him. You know, for him to leave us like that, to, to, like how do I know that I won't get left again for days on end? So he bounced. He he followed us. What happened was the social worker took us to the social worker's offices. She pulled up all these addresses, whatever, made this phone is at calls. Night. This, this is, is under, this is basically like yeah, this is like seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. She's calling all these different houses. She finds a place for my two sisters, finds a place for my two brothers. My stepdad's there. She fi- we all go. She he follows us. Like she had all of us in the car and he follows us. She's smoking weed. I didn't even realize. Worker? Yeah, I didn't even realize it was weed until now. And I just thought she why had she stinky cigarettes. Weed? I thought it was stinky cigarettes. Because she wasn't shit. Because she's a social worker. why do it during the drive? Because she's Cause probably she stressed shit. out. Right, but probably why stressed. on the drive? I don't know. Everyone man. smokes weed. Everyone's high all the time. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I didn't even know it was forget. weed until yeah. I got older. Everyone's high all the Every waiter, <laughs> fucking everyone's high. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, okay. That was my first experience. When they go, hey, why do you fuck my order up? Because they're fucking on drugs. <laughs> they uh, are. Yeah, you're right. So she's she's high. So she drops off my sister, my two sisters, and I get in them. In one a, group home. Yeah, in one group. In one, no, one this was just home. a regular foster mm-hmm. home, like just somebody's house. Um, she drops them off. My stepdad follows us, and he goes in there and meets the people or whatever, which I thought was super weird. Like, why are you? These are your kids. Yeah, these are your kids. Why are I'm you going to the, drop them off? Okay, I just want to make sure you're cool to ditch people, kids with. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Take your children, right? So then we go to the next place, drop my brothers off. Now, at this point, my baby brother, the one that she had just, he's he's like one, learning how to walk real good, and he's talking, but that's not Prince, really good. Prince Pissy? No, no. Oh, okay. this king is, Pissy. No, no this that's is, Prince Pissy. He's oh, it's not brother. King? No, no, no that's the younger brother. Justin. I fuck with no, that King, Justin. though. And he was calling me mom, because he didn't, um, my mom wasn't really taking care of him. I was, so he was calling me was mama. He? he was one and one, Jesus. like one and a half. And so when we dropped him off, like he, I always try to teach him how to say my name, Tiffany, Tiffany. And he would just go, ma, ma, ma. I'm like, Tiffany, it's Tiffany. So when we dropped him off, this was the most, like, to me, the most dramatic moment of my entire life. And when I decided, okay, no matter what, I'm going to try to figure out how to be happy and how to make my family happy. So he goes in the house, whatever. They, I leave. I turn, walk out the door. You know, I say bye, give him a kiss, walk out the door. He comes running down the thing. He could barely walk good. And he's running. He goes, Ma, Ma. I don't turn around. He goes, Titney, Titney, don't leave. Titney, don't leave me. And I was like, oh, my God. He said my name. And he thinks I got big titties. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's nice. That's a twofer right there. That's, yeah, that's, that's a double. You doubled up on it. Yeah, right and it was like the most, to me, the first time where I felt like, uh, you know, 
I just I don't even know how to describe that feeling of like, oh, this is joyous because he said my name and I've been teaching him and everything and he finally realizes who I am. But at the same time, like, damn, I got to leave him. And so anyways, they ended up taking me that night to uh, McLaren Hall, which is basically like a it's like jail. It felt like jail. And it's like where they used to keep back in the days, like I did my research on the place. They used to sterilize children there. They used to do like science experiments on kids that didn't have parents and all that stuff. And so um, I had to sleep in a room that was like, you feel like a criminal. It's like, what did I, what, what did I do? Like, what did I do? You sleep in like a common area? No, it was like a room that the door locks and it's like four beds in there and some mean ass bitches. I thought they was going to beat me up. I thought they was going to beat me up. But I just kept like cracking jokes and smiling and stuff. And they was like, you going to cry tonight, bitch. You going to cry. How old were they? <laughs> it was actually Monique. Monique. Comedian Monique. From, yeah. Monique from Precious? Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. The, role, the character started, that Monique played in Precious was she actually She was there. on yep. in at in McLaren. In <clears throat> At McLaren. I, for no McLaren reason. Hall. Right. Claren Hall. No, um, she was, uh, those girls in there probably was anywhere from like 10 to 14, 15 years old. Um, I don't really remember how old everybody was. I just remember they kept saying I was going to cry. And I was like, I'm not finna cry no matter what. And you and didn't then cry? I did not cry. I cracked jokes. I did like everything but cry. Like I started doing little voices and stuff, trying to make them laugh. Because I just remember who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and in that movie, there is a scene where the detective says, why are all these people doing this stuff for you, Roger? And he goes, because I make them laugh, Eddie. If you make them laugh, people will do anything for you. <laughs> and that stuck with me. And so always I thought, if I just make these girls laugh, they won't whoop my ass. But they won't know, beat me up. Just so you know, that was, do you know that that was a, car, that was a cartoon character? It doesn't fucking matter. Just, it, sa- it saved my life. It saved, you ain't been to McLaren, dog. <laughs> <laughs> At dog. that point, you take tips from wherever Fam. you can get them, huh? When you and McLaren, cartoon is real, real is cartoon. Kids are kids. Trees are people. Whatever so, okay. you need to use. So you woke yeah. up the next morning. Woke up the next morning. What was your first thought? Oh, shit, where the fuck am I? Yeah, it's so totally. cold in here. And also, where and are your I'm brothers and sisters? They were in their, They were in actual homes. No, oh, so why you were the only you? one that got dropped Because you were too old? Yeah, they couldn't find me or a spot. Or was that a special request from your mom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Make that bitch suffer. Yeah. Um, they couldn't find... She couldn't find a place for me. So she put me there. And then the next... Like, I ate breakfast with everybody. And it, it felt like... When I saw Orange is the New Black for the first time, I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's that life. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it was like in the hall. And so then... Um, the social worker comes that afternoon, like before lunch, and then she takes me to like 120th in Normandy, somewhere over there in Gardena. And uh, but that was just to get her more weed, right? Uh, well, she did smoke weed with that foster sure. mom. They sat down. With she the talked foster to, mom. Yeah, they <laughs> sat down in the living room, and they were smoking. And she was telling her basically, you know, this is her situation. She thinks she like it's. Because I used to always tell the social worker, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be an actress or something. I'm going to be something to change people's lives. That's what I want to change people's lives. Maybe I'll be a nurse or I'll raise an horses. Actress. Or, or make, an actress. make beef jerky. Or like, an actress. Or yeah, actress. Yeah, really effective yeah. people. Beef, beef jerky, jerky horse, actress, nurse. Yeah, because I love beef booth. jerky. Love and she's doesn't. like, this girl has a super imagination. Like, just, you know, she's going to talk. She's probably going to be talking to herself because she does that a lot. And I'm like, I do not talk to myself. It, but it was like I was talking to myself when I said that because nobody was, like, really listening. But um, And it, they're smoking weed. And they're smoking God weed damn. in the living room. Have you met? Is your grandma cool? 
Well, my grandma okay. hella cool. So that was like, you at least had one adult in your life. You're like, oh, that's what you're supposed to be acting like. Yeah. My grandma was one of the first black women to be on TV modeling. Oh, uh, really? Clothing and stuff back in the like early 50s or whatever. And um, they, she 50s. would white people would chase her through the screen, right? She'd come around across. <laughs> yeah. That was a modeling show back then. White people would, uh, clan members would chase her through. No, they walk around tables at a dinner party or whatever <laughs> in dresses and stuff. And anyways, um, so she did that. And um, yeah, so I was at that foster home for a little while. Then I moved to another foster home. And they kept saying I was going AWOL because I was. My mom had sent me to a school out in the valley. Um, and uh, Hell Middle School, and I wanted to go. Like, I didn't want to not go because that was yeah. one place I felt safe. I knew nobody was going to beat me up, and mm-hmm. if they did, they would get in trouble, you know. And I was popular. And so um, I would jump on the bus and go to school anyways. Like, and so they kept saying I was going AWOL because I would get up at 4 in the morning and sneak out and catch a bus. Like, Were they telling you not to go to school then? Yeah, they was telling me I had to go to mm-hmm. um, the school over, like, I think it was Losing or something like that, or one of the schools, over that way. I had to go to one of those schools. And, uh, at, in the hood or something. Yeah, on, that, on the east side. Uh-huh. And I was not, I wasn't going for it. Like, I want to go to my white school. I want to be with my white friends. I want to be safe with my white people. This is Neil Brennan. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> go on, Tiffany. <laughs> Preach, um, preach. Once again, girlfriend, once again, girlfriend, preach. What? <laughs> I have a thing about white, about anyway, uh, white blacks schools. and whites. About black he does have a thing to, about that. Too. About black people going to white school and that it's they, it's good for everybody. It anyway. is. It's super good for everybody. Of course it is. It's yeah, yeah. settled law. Moshe denied it once three years ago, and I almost won't stop it. <laughs> almost. And I won't stop. Bringing it's great it up. to integrate like that. Like I, I don't know. Anyway, so you're out there. Mm-hmm. You're proving you're Neil's dream come true. <laughs> Racial dream come true. You're living the dream. And, yeah. and, you're, and you're, I always live the dream, yeah. man. And then you're taking the bus back, all the way back to this group home at night. Yeah, yeah. Did but you tell it, people you were going to a group home? No, I just told my best secret? friend. I just told my best friend. See, first I was just in a regular foster home. And then, because I kept being AWOL or whatever, they moved me to a group home. And Let, it was like a lockdown thing or whatever. Can I ask you about foster? Like, what sort of people start a foster I mean like want foster kids is it you think they're like super sweet but something tells me they're nah, not they're just people that need money and they already got a gang of kids or they got a few extra bedrooms and they're like shit why not have, get paid for somebody to stay here and they could clean my house and mm-hmm. cook the meals and, and I mean that's dad, what your, I was doing your experience with foster parents is that they're more dickish than they are cool yeah I remember that I mean that first foster mom that man I will never forget her I can't tell you what her name is but I'll never forget how she she molded she made me think that black women can be very evil and mean nasty people. She was white. She was black. Oh, and she made me think because at that point, you know, I thought like most black women are nice. Like I was surrounded by them, and most of them was pretty nice. But she opened my eyes to evil. I felt like, but at the same time, she was kind. But I I don't think she was intentionally being kind. Like she would give me nice clothes. She took me the first day. She took me to get my nails done. She got my hair done for me. She told, told me I was a pretty girl and that if I'm out here having sex, you need to use these condoms because I don't deal with people with kids and I don't deal with hoes. She so, sounds and don't cool. bring nobody in my she house. Nice this is Mo- this is a different Monique character, I think. <laughs> 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 don't bring no boys in my house. The last girl that was here was fucking, so you better not be fucking. I don't care if you are 12. I know you little girls be hoes. And I'm like, I don't even know what it is. Like, yeah. That All I got is this bump behind my nipple. <laughs> Yeah. Feel my nipple, bitch. Feel my nipple. <laughs> yeah. I look at this. Yeah. Like I'm fucking feeling these these nipples, bitch. No, this, I'm not there. 
and she um she took me to see that movie Crooklyn had just came out and sure, we went to the drive-in. You know what's Classic crazy? Totally placed because I know where I was. Old. I know where I was. <clears throat> I remember getting the soundtrack. Yeah. Anyways, she um takes me to this movie the whole time during the movie. She said, "You see how sad that little girl is?" And she's smoking weed. She got her dude in the car, and it's two other foster kids, little boys. That was nasty little boys. Anyways, she's like, "I feel like your stories are sponsored by weed." Because people are smoking weed in these stories that should not be smoking weed. Like, is there any way we can make these people smoke weed? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll take them to a drive-in. The, yeah. the weed'll so go. She's smoking weed or whatever. She goes, you see that little girl right there? You see how sad she is? You see the emotional turmoil she going through? That's what you going through. Oh, you gonna be crying tonight? I felt I was, and I was at the time. I was like, why is everybody saying I'm gonna be crying? Like, why? That's your first crying? night with her. First night with her. She took me to get my nails done, got my hair Although done. Although I gotta say, to if she mo- might have been trying to fuck, that's a good first thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. T- tell me about condoms. Tell me I'm beautiful. Get my nails done. Take me to the drive-in movie fucking, theater. Smoke some smoke weed. Some blow weed, it. Puff a empath- L. Empath- empathize with my <laughs> emotional state. Empathize about where you are emotionally. And then lean over. And then, and then lean over and milk unzip me. Unzip them pants, though. <laughs> yeah. And then she took me home or whatever. And everybody went to bed. And then that's when I finally cried. I did cry. So yeah. she was right. She was right. No, she but was it's right. not like it's, she's a fucking. Oh, she's a regular fucking <laughs> Nostradamus woman. But she taught me how to Who make. Who could have seen this? These tears coming. Yeah, this poor girl, and I've been <laughs> abusing her extra. Yeah, but she taught me how to make enchiladas. She taught me how to make uh, gumbo, and she taught me how to make black eyed peas, and she taught me how to properly clean a restroom. Mm, how do you do that? I don't know that I've been taught that. I don't think I have either. <laughs> um, I can show you. I can show you, you what was than evil about her? Yeah. If you don't mind, do you, is there? She would always be walking around house like these motherfuckers. Fuck this bitch! And like on her phone, yelling, cussing, cussing out her dad. Her dad stayed there too. Wait, wait, wait this sounds out. like Wendy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> these bitches is jealous of me. All these bitches want to be like me. Like just that typical. Yeah. Like she had kids. No, she didn't have any kids. Interesting. She, but she had foster kids. How many? It was it was three of us. And you're not in touch with her or any of the other foster. Uh-uh. Parents. How long you lived there for? I was there probably for about two months, and then I went to a group home. And then from what the happened? Group- Why did you go to the group home? Uh, probably because I told um, uh, <laughs> I'm a tattletale, uh, and I kept going to school. And in that the was valley. A, yeah, I kept going to school in the valley. How that the was a fuck problem. would you get out there? MTA, I kept the MTA, at the time it was called MTA. I'm sorry, but why didn't... I mean, RTD. If they didn't want you going to that school, why didn't they just get involved and be like, call that school and be like, hey, you know the one black girl... Don't educate her. They did. Don't give her books. (laughs) They did. They did do that. And I kept showing up. Uh-huh. It was like you're not gonna stop me. They try to take all my money from me. I just she tell was the bus driver. The school. Right. The I just like, that was I school. told you, Tiffany, yeah. don't come here anymore. <laughs> no, you're starting to no, freak no, me no, out no, now. No, no, no. I'm I'm ready to take that test. I've been studying. <laughs> Tiffany, you're gonna cry tonight. <laughs> so all right, yeah. so the, how long does that go on for? That goes on for about a, almost a year, and then my grandma gets custody of it. Uh-huh. Oh, and, hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus and that was Christ. like a super happy day. And yeah, and then I got toxic shock and ended up in the hospital. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Uh, uh, and then I was getting uh, Let trouble. me guess, the doctors were smoking weed. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I was going to say, her grandma walks in, you know, yeah. she's like, finally, grandma, the door to the car opens up. She just yeah. got like a Bob Marley, like <laughs> yeah. mega blunt, like, come into the car. <laughs> what toxic no. shock from a tampon? Yeah. So, yeah. 
So it sounds like you were not taught the lessons you needed to be taught. No, I didn't know how to properly use so a you tampon. Had a oh, this tampon makes me want to fucking scream again. I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. It makes me want to scream for you. And I uh, want to scream Like, at I want to scream. I, I, I'm like, I'm furious at these people. <laughs> I'm sorry. And they're terrible. <laughs> that, that, they didn't know no better. That's how I Now do you it. see why she runs the light, you motherfucker? Yeah, no, I was going to say. I um, love the attention. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at me and they're not telling me I'm a stupid bitch. And they're smiling. So, yeah. okay, so... So you move in with grandma, and then something goes wrong. You get toxic shock, end up in the hospital. Yeah, I was in How the hospital. How old are you now? At 13. So the titties are they're moving in nicely. This, things are they're, going well. There was, yeah. And then you have a setback. So you setback. get your period, and you're like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I get my period, and uh, the fir- my first period was all toilet paper. And my grandma uh-huh. was going crazy. <laughs> oh, she has an iPod of toilet paper. And so then I started stealing uh, toilet paper from, I was going to summer school. So you didn't even so know so. about the concept of the tampon. I knew, I didn't know what a tampon really was or anything. And then I talked to my best friend. And finally I told my best friend. And she's like, girl, you should use tampons, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, You're oh, like, okay. tampons? What, what are they? This is like the, the world's camera? worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, what they, like what they be talking about on TV? That's for grown women. That's not for people our age. Like, we only 13. That's for grownups. Like, ha, ha, ha. Silly girl that is for us yeah tampax tampons yeah. they'll give you toxic shocks and they will not they're better than wadded up toilet yeah. paper who's stealing for when someone says who's stealing all the toilet paper <laughs> it's time to switch to tampax tampons so yeah so then oh um, man so yeah so then with well, the next month we didn't have any that like i didn't have there was no napkins there was and my grandma started like being like conservative with the toilet paper sure. and stuff and everything and so I was looking all through the cabinets and I found a box of Tampax, like it was an old box. Probably shouldn't have used it, but it mm-hmm. said, and it said super absorbent. Now I didn't need no super absorbent, but I needed to do something. So I just read the directions as best as I could, put it in there. For the first hour, it was like all the like it was the whole thing was in there. So I'm walking around with the oh, plastic. The cardboard. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It was like so okay. much pain. I know. What's hilarious is I know so little about tampons, <laughs> and I'm guarantee you, people listening to this don't know much either. Grossed out, probably. No, but like I don't know that I've never applied a tampon. I don't really know how they work. Oh. I don't Oh, yeah. Really, really. They're like how they pop, I now. Either, I know. I They're like, uh, like uh, you know. pop Good. sticks, pop, pop, blow pop. Not Got, no, no, push up pop. Push up pops. Yeah. They're like push up pops. Right, right. And so I was in pain. And I called my best friend. Like, oh my god, I don't know why you use tampons. These are so painful. They're so painful. It's like stabbing me in the coochie. And she's like, girl, did you take the plastic off? I was you, take the plastic off. <laughs> she's like, hey, you got to take the plastic off. Then the direction. Oh, the whole wrapper as well. Yeah, you got to. No, not was the whole wrapper, but the plastic. I heard you put the, the whole plastic. box in your in your coochie. Right. right. I heard you put your grandma in your coochie. <laughs> no, right? I put the applicator. I just put the whole applicator. You heard put McLaren Hall. She's like, you got to pull the applicator. So then okay. I do that. I put it in there, whatever. And and I only had it in probably for about four hours. But then I start feeling itchy. And like, I start throwing up. And I Wait, wait, wait. All, really? Yeah. It didn't take no time four at hours, all. Like, I thought toxic shock. And they was, say you wear it for more way, than eight hours or whatever. But if at that time, this was like the late night, or I thought it was early like, 90s. So I thought it was leaving it in. For like days or something. Yeah, if you leave it in for like I guess more than twelve hours. How long are you supposed like to leave it in for? Like eight hours. But, but you, four hours. you only did four. Yeah, I only did four. Is it but because mind you, you were so? Mind you, I was little. I was a little girl. Uh-huh. Still, like I probably weighed about eighty pounds. Uh-huh. I um 
shit, I, I, I wasn't even bleeding heavy. It was like a little bit of blood, not a lot of blood. And I was using a super absorbent one. It was too fucking big. Like, it was just I think about how bad. crazy it is that women bleed every month, probably once a week. Where I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what is happening? Well, you know, what? I, so I, once, sad I once took a, I have a degree in religious studies. You know that? Uh, yeah. Anyway, I once took this uh, religion and sexuality class, and they went through all the different religions. that were talking about their relationship with sexuality. There was not one religion that doesn't have a cosmological explanation for why women have their period. It's like not one religion looked at women bleeding and just thought, oh, well, that's just the way people are built. Every one of them is like, oh, it's because of this curse, or oh, it's curse. because of this blessing. And some of them are positive, some of them mm-hmm. are negative. But everyone looked at that and was like, that's not normal. There's God's got to have something I'm with to do with that. Mm-hmm. I'm with him. Yeah. But all, almost all females. Female mammals bleed. Right. And that's right. sad. All because of Eve. What if you started crying right now? <laughs> <That'd be laughs> that's that's probably why I've been crying. <laughs> uh, so it's not because of Eve. That's not a true story. Uh, uh, so okay. <laughs> That's not a true uh, story. That's not true, Tiffany. <laughs> and we've let you get away with a lot of crazy stuff here today. <laughs> but we, that's a bridge too far, Tiffany. Yeah, you've okay? been lying this whole interview. Like we, A lot of yellow, a lot of white lies, and a lot of crazy things about McLaren <laughs> no, Hall. A lot of these Monique, oh, Monique's there. Monique is, Come on. You guys put Monique there. I didn't put her there. Um, so, okay, so you get... She would let me open up for it then, probably. <laughs> feverish. Uh, no, she's not going to let some crybaby open up for her. I don't cry all the time. Nobody, everybody doesn't. Get Man, to nobody see wants me cry. no bitch opener. <laughs> no, no. Has crying so you, ass Wait, so you start sweating, vomiting? Yeah, I got like yeah, sweating, vomiting, scratching. Like um, by the second day, my tongue had swollen up. Uh, I couldn't drink or hold anything down. Uh, my grandma went to take me to the hospital. My mom was coming over visiting, and my mom was like, "This bitch is faking. She's a faker." Oh my god! She spanked Thank me. Thank you, mom. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> yeah, she spanked you. She spanked me, and then oh. my grandma was like. Like, snatched me up by the arm was like you can't beat this baby I'm taking her to the hospital and I'm so glad she took me when she did the doctor said I was so dehydrated and like my tongue was hard it wasn't like it didn't have any moisture Funny, in it my, my dick lips... is hard right now oh so that's what's yeah. up <laughs> <That's wild. laughs> the stories are doing you know it to me my nipples hard <laughs> hilarious <laughs> always though right yeah, hilarious. yeah. But no, my... I can tell you're hard because you're grinning yeah <laughs> <laughs> they hard. hard. Yeah, they hard. That's true. Hard. They hard right they now. They go hard for that toxic yeah. shot. <laughs> that yeah. chemical, that chemical warfare in that okay. body is sexy than yeah. a motherfucker. <laughs> I love chaos. I thrive on chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. I, I ended up in there and I had to stay in the hospital for like a week. And they kept asking me, Are you having sex? Did you have sex? Are you having sex? And I was like, No, no, I'm not having sex. I haven't had sex. And they're like, Well, your hymen is broken. And I said, Well, I used the tampon. And, this, and then I told the lady, She goes, Oh my God. Nobody's taught you about. And so they explained everything to me, how to do everything. <sighs> you know, and it's like, you take a health class and they they say it, but it doesn't register. Like you need somebody to sit down next. Yeah, you don't to you think they're talking you. about your vagina in yeah, particular. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it's sixth like, grade, you like whatever. Mammals, I get it. Or whatever. Yeah. So then, um, you know, yeah, then I get sent out the hospital. So how long home. were you? So you were in foster and group homes and all this, and for how long? Yeah. Well, now uh, she's out. She's out. I'm out now, but no. <laughs> Basically, when I went for like a year, and when I got to my grandma, ba- we're still in the system. I still had to go to court every three mm-hmm. months. Still have to check in with the social worker. <clears throat> social worker came every month because my grandma couldn't adopt us. She couldn't afford to adopt us, and she and I used to get so sad and so depressed. And she'd be like, "What you sad about?" I was like, "Cause I'm not important. I'm not wanted." Like she's like, "I want you," and I said, "Yeah, but that's because they're paying you." She said, "You goddamn right, they're paying me. They're paying me to keep you alive, and that's that's my job." 
to keep you alive and keep you to be something good in society. So get your ass up, go to school, do this. You know, like she gave me, she gave me such a good foundation and a good work ethic. And she was a good example of, you know, how to, to work. So then, uh, you know, you, you got through the, 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 the major hump of your childhood, which just sounds like a motherfucker. Uh, then I got raped by the police. Okay. Wait, I, I thought we got right. <laughs> Tiffany, now you can't levy a... You, now, Tiffany, if you're lying about this like you did about that Eve thing... Uh, uh, I think we mean? need to, no. You can't. Yeah, no, go ahead. We don't well, have enough time. No, no. no uh, I mean, we that's the need problem. To actually, hear but I need to hear. Yeah, some version of this. The police rape. Yeah, you brought it up. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want. Uh, to. I don't mind talking about it. I hope he go. I hope. I hope you burn in hell, Mister Vincent. That's all I can remember of his name. So wait. white guy, black guy. What happened? Ooh. Yeah, he told me he was like eighteen and all this stuff or whatever, and I believed him. How old are you? I was 7 16 about to be Jesus. 16 about to be 7 no I was 17 I was 17 and um it was my homecoming dance So let me just ask at this point you've kind of gotten your shit together a little bit like life is going flowing a little yeah, bit Yeah I just came out the comedy camp Don't act like she had something to do with like but you finally took your head out of your head No I'm no 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 I'm trying to just figure out like is this been a trail things of are tears going. for the last 5 years or are things sort of getting together you you're with your grandma you got that tampon out Yeah I was a school mascot I was like the most popular girl just at El Camino Real High girl. School Did you go back to the Valley School El Camino Real High School in the Valley. Yeah, yeah, So you didn't even dress up you were just a black girl and they were like that'll be our mascot <laughs> No, I was a conquistador. I was a Mexican soldier, actually, and I was Great. the shit. I was, they put a plaque with my name on the really? wall. Really? I was a mascot. Y- you was? My first job, I dressed up in a bear costume at UC Berkeley. Really? That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> mascot pride. Yes. I'm going I'm to step, I'm going to hold out on this <laughs> you one. You stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going I'm to take a His step back on, on this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toxic shock, get my dick on rock, yeah. but mascots, I'm, I'm soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're going to the homecoming dance. Yeah, I'm going to the homecoming dance. This guy's been talking to me on the phone for a while i met him at my auntie's uh, baseball game and so how old's your auntie she at the time was like 32 34 she plays baseball yeah she's playing like softball or whatever okay. for with her job sure. and so he was there and he was playing and now i know better because uh, at the time you're supposed to be 25 and over to play on that team but i thought that he was just helping out because they were short or whatever um, and he told me he was 18, all this stuff. He was going to hook me up with his brother that's 16, like me and all this. And we talked on the phone. And I never did talk to his brother. And then that I was. so shady. An old guy going, oh, I'm going to hook you up with my I'm brother. Let's just talk on the phone for a while about how yeah. I'm going to get my brother. And, and that's another thing. It's like the Internet didn't start creeps. Right. They, right they're been right. creeps. Yeah. They but it empowered them. They right. got a lot more for juice sure. these days. Sure. Yeah. And so then. Um, I was at my school. I had just got a pager, so I was feeling extra flossy, right? Yeah. And um, he was he's like, texting you one four three. He's like, hey, if he's like, hey, if you need a ride, give me a call or whatever. I was like, no, I'm riding with my friends. I'm good. And he kept paging me, kept paging me, kept paging me. So then I I go to the payphone. I call him like, what's up? And he's like, hey, I'm out here in Willing Hills. You should just let me take you home. Like you you don't got to ride with your friends. Let me take you home. And I was like. Cool shit. He's 18 with a car and all that. Like, yeah. So I let him take, I, I'm thinking he's taking me home. He takes me to Raleigh Burger, right? And then he's like, I want you to see my place. I was like, you got your own place? He's like, yeah, I got my own apartment, man. I just he's got like, it. bitch, I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, though. This was going right. over my head. So, of course it was. So we get there. We get to his place, and I see, like, handcuffs and a police uniform. And I was like, 
what's that? Is that like a Halloween costume or something? He's like, no, no, I'm a cadet. I'm a cadet. Like, I'm I'm training to be in the police force. I'm going to end up being a police officer and all this. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Next thing I know, I got one arm up in the handcuff. He got me pinned down. He's, like, taking all my clothes off. It was so, you know what the part that was the worst was that I was wearing Pocahontas panties. <laughs> Those was my lucky draws, and 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 I thought the guy was good looking and everything, but not I, not to give up, not, my, not to take my virginity. Right, I'm gonna like, point out that they probably weren't your lucky draws. Yeah, they were. You know whose they were? They were his. <laughs> he kept them too. <laughs> they were his lucky draws. So so then he just brutalized you. He basically, and... then he he tried to get my other arm up in the handcuff, but I was fighting like a motherfucker. Damn, I was fighting like a again. motherfucker. I, this is so crazy. And, um, I want to get to your comedy like... career. We're running out of time. Yeah, it's never going to happen. I mean, this is fucking horrible. But this is why I do comedy. Of course it is, right? That's the obvious punchline to this horrifying setup. You were setup. fighting him, and he still managed to rape. Like, yeah, he raped me. He raped me. He was stronger than me. He had yeah, no, but I'm... But he couldn't get that other arm up, so I'm constantly, like, hitting him in the back, hitting him in the arm, hitting him in the throat. I start biting his chest. He's like, oh, yeah, that's making me crazy. Oh, God, yeah. That's making me crazy. Like, yeah, it was blood coming. There was blood in my face. And, uh... And, uh, yeah, and it, it felt like fire in my vagina, like fire sticks, like stabbing me. Like it was the worst feeling in the world. I'm surprised I'm not a lesbian. Um, <laughs> I think about it. Uh, well, yeah, the women in your life weren't nice to you either. Fuck people, man. But they're good people, too. You turned into one. Yeah. You did. I mean, not, it takes a special person, and I know this isn't a therapy session for you, but it takes a special person to alchemize all these horrifying experiences and not come out a complete fucking sociopath. I mean, the fact that you care yeah. about people well, the other you thing care is about for what, yeah. what is a sociopath exactly? Somebody someone, with no, someone with no empathy who doesn't, doesn't care just, about other people. Oh, literally yeah, doesn't yeah. feel a fucking thing for other people. No. I mean, honestly, uh, it speaks to your humanity that you were able to go through this stuff and still come out cool. I've, you're a... <laughs> A comedian, so it means you have at least some joy in your life, or and also some pain. That's but the also only you're time a nice, I'm happy. You're on a nice stage. person too, to me. And not to Neil, you run the light. You made that weird joke about the Chappelle show, but like you've always <laughs> been very sweet to me. You're, I mean, you're a sweet, loving. By person. the way, I think that's amazing. This doesn't justify it. <laughs> None of this information here justifies <laughs> what story. she said. These are separate about stories. Chappelle's but show. the reason yeah. the, I'm gonna tell you why the reason is that I run the lights from time to time, and it's because it's it, and it's mostly happens when I'm at my lowest, like when. And I'm feeling like I should just be dead. Like when I feel like I don't deserve to be on this earth. And I go on that stage and it's like the safest place on earth for me. It's like nobody can be. If somebody hits me here, everybody's going to see. Everybody's going to be able to tell. If somebody rapes me, if somebody does anything to me on this stage, I'm going to be okay. Like this is a safe place. So that's why I do it. I don't mean No, of to. course. Man. Yeah. But it's hard when you go through life and you feel like constantly like you're not safe. Like, oh, my God, who am I going to have to fight today? Am I right. going to have to this? And how am I going to survive? I'm sleeping in my car. Who's somebody going to rape me in my car? Like, constantly trying to figure out, is, am I, why am I even on this planet? And then I stand on that stage and I see people smile. And then it just made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so happy. 
But you're also a killer, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. It's not like you're so... I could see a lot of people come through that experience and go, now I'm a comedian. And they get on stage and just fucking night after night try to de- deal with their demons and they don't get laughs and we all have to suffer for it. Yeah. That's not true of you. You're also a killer. You're also a, a great comedian Thank that's you. out there killing, making people laugh. So, hey, man, I mean. I'm living the dream, man. That's my dream. And that this thing a, about. Rough, I'm a rough I've, been, life. I've been reading a lot about trauma lately. Basically, what happens, what the, they think happens is like the first thing when you're going through a traumatic experience is to try to make eye contact with somebody that is experiencing with you, or I'm sure in your case it was like the perpetrator, and mm-hmm. you're like, what the fuck is it? And then assuming they don't look back at you, then you go into fight or flight. And then if that doesn't work, then you just shut the fuck down and go into possum mode. Uh, What's cool is you didn't go into it. Right, exactly. I think that's what Neil meant when he was saying it's cool that you can cry about this. Is like there's also a lot of people that have come through this and just been turned up. You know, you lose your humanity. Like what happened to your, if you'll forgive Mm -hmm. me, what happened to your mom when she hit her head on that windshield? Like her humanity got switched off. You have had an emotional windshield impact again and again over your, and you you came out a human being, which is also impressive yeah. to me. And also, I try to talk about it, like when I'm on, like I try to incorporate like all these different things that have happened to me on stage, but then I start getting emotional. That's why I like run back, right. like run away from it. Like you Neil, know, when the graduation, he's like, "Why don't you talk about that stuff on stage?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Do you know how hard it was for me not to fucking have snot flying out my nose and cry in front of these people?" Yeah, I gotta say, Titney was one of the best laughs I've had all week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there are ways to tell these kinds of traumatic stories. Yeah, uh, and again, I'm not trying to give you advice. I'm just. You know, it's like my book. I, I wrote a book, and ninety percent of it was extreme. I mean, it wasn't as extreme as yours. I mean, definitely. I said in there, I go, you know, it's like everybody. Every time you uh, write about your trauma, it's like you'll meet someone that will talk about their trauma, and you roll your eyes at it, like you haven't been through shit. And then you meet someone else who's rolling their eyes at yours. It's like everybody's got their demons or whatever. Yeah. And like the fact, I, I, I mean, I think you know, I'm seeing one woman show kind of a thing or a yeah, book totally or something. I mean, there's some power in what. There's a lot of power in what you're saying, and yeah. there's a lot of. I mean, it's really. I funny mean, that's too. why I deal with foster kids. I go talk <laughs> at different group homes. I volunteer at youth centers all the time, and constantly, and like that's why I'm always at the comedy camp, like every year. Because if it wasn't for that comedy camp, I probably would be like a prostitute. How did you get be into like it? A whore of How did you, you went to it? Yeah, yeah. it oh, saved shit. my life. Yeah. Oh, it. That's where I learned. Tell to us be about safe. that. Tell us about that. that yeah. Yeah. My social worker got me into that. The same social worker that was smoking. Smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was like yeah. getting tired of getting Smoky? called to, to the school because <laughs> I was getting in trouble for talking too much and I was trying to be funny all the time. And like whenever I would feel like I'm about to cry, I try to crack a joke, try to crack a joke, try to change it up, you know. And so um, I was getting in trouble in school a lot for that. And she was getting called up there a lot. And so she was like, look, you got two choices this summer. You can go to Laugh Factory Comedy Camp or you can go to psychiatric therapy because something is wrong with you. You need some help. And I was like, which one got drugs? She said, you're going to be on drugs when you go to therapy. That's what you need to do. And I was like, I'll go to the comedy camp. And it was the first time a man ever told me I was beautiful. It didn't make me feel like he was going to do something bad to me. It's the first time a man actually sat there and listened to me, like actually like look like they care about what I'm saying, laughed, like genuinely laughed at me. Are you talking about Jamie Msana? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, Jamie, Jamie, yes. But like. You're talking about Jimmy J.J. Walker. I'm talking about Charles Fleischer, the guy. That, oh, yeah. yeah that, oh, yeah. Roger that, Rabbit. Like, I, I was like the most. And he was like, you are a very funny girl. You're a pretty girl. I was like, Roger Rabbit, tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> like, it's like. My whole life has come full circle. Damon Wayans came and Sean and Marlon came. And I got to work with all of them. You know, uh, Chris Spencer was the most 
he helped me write jokes. Like, he showed me how to write a joke and everything. And that was, like, the most wonderful thing he could have ever done, you know? Tiffany. Oh, my God. Tiffany. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, um, I'm a juice. So I'm trying to manage you right now. That's the end of your <laughs> one-woman one show. Goddamn Roger Rabbit. That's, I got goosebumps. <laughs> and every time, I, he's a scientist now. Every time I see him, we talk about science and stuff. And, like, I got a microscope because of him. And I'm turning into a scientist. Like, I fucking love this dude. Like, what oh the fuck? Roger Rabbit Dang. saved you on your first night in McLaren Hall. Yeah. And then he got you to be a comedian. <laughs> This is crazy. I wanna yeah. I wanna I wanna develop this right now. Where's Lee Daniels? <laughs> Lee Daniels. <laughs> now without my foster booty. So you went <laughs> That's what we call it. You went and Roger Rabbit and all these guys, Quincy Jones and Yeah, Quincy Jones came through. Um I remember uh what's his name? Um um with the big ears, Mar uh, Williams, Marlon? No, not Marlon Williams. Martin, Martin, no, Lauren, what? No, Harlan Williams. Oh Harlan. yeah, Harlan. And um, now he's like, look at you. You're so beautiful. You're so yeah, sexy woman. Hey now. pal. <laughs> hey Polly, you look beautiful. Yeah. Well, I just want to. Uh, he always oh, Harry Carey. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I also want to point out, like you know, the universe, you know, is random and it can be cruel and stuff. But it's kind of weird. It's like here you are. You're this little girl. You say, oh, I want to stay home and babysit my 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 brothers and sisters tonight and you your life is saved and then in some rant honestly as a social worker it's like what why did she decide to send you to a comedy camp it's just some random idea she yeah. had but it, i had just won a like drama festival you. too okay well let me tell my <laughs> inspiring story though it wasn't out of nowhere I mean, she won a class i beat 365 okay, other children in, yeah. in monologues so you go up monologue it was Midsummer Night's Dream. I was at like every character for the Shakespeare Festival. Mm -hmm. Oh man! And I killed that shit. I bet you did. And now you're a successful comedian, acting, and I guess I'm. I'm I don't know. I only got like a thousand dollars in my account, so I gotta get my game. Oh out. well, Neil will give you. Will cut you ten days to tonight. Tonight, Playboy. <laughs> Playboy. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. He, not, uh, not Neil. I mean, look. I, I could tell by his shoes he wouldn't do that. What yeah. the hell is that supposed to mean? Day. Oh, those shoes! These are very nice. I actually shoes. brought they you. Are. I actually brought you up today. That's funny. I, before I even knew you were coming, yeah. I brought you up today in a meeting. Really? Yeah. I need to work, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. Hey. I really I'm need to work. All right. Well, we get people listening to shit. People that work. People yeah. that yeah. have jobs. Tiffany Haddish. Listen. Um. All right, Tiffany. Uh, well, you're. I like. I said that's why I like Tiffany now. <laughs> I, I liked Tiffany before. I feel like I love Tiffany now. I'm. I'm well, a little what? bit. I'm a little bit behind you. I love you. Oh, thanks. And Neil, I've always loved you too. Thank even you. though you were cold. I think you're Thank amazing. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Folks. And like I said, like you it's great that you can as traumatic as it is, it's cool that you're still present and you're still yeah, a lot feeling of it and you're not you haven't like lost your mind. No. Yeah. And and all that set me up, like all that rejection and moving from this place to that place or whatever, it just set me up for Hollywood, I feel like, because I get uh -huh. rejected all the time and it's like yeah. <laughs> it's nothing compared to what I was You playing. never met Monique yeah. at McLaren Hall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like yeah, so that's uh, cool. Tiffany, how can they find you? You got a website? Um, you can find me. Uh, no, I shut my website down because people uh, are sending me some crazy stuff. But um, Twitter, Tiffany Haddish. At Tiffany Haddish. Instagram, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, yeah. go to your live. She's at H-A-D-D. H-A-D-D-I-S-H. Haddon Dish. Keep the two Ds. Tiffany like the diamonds. And uh, go go see her at the the Laugh Factory. You're yeah. there a whole lot, and you're yeah. Oh. I'll be there tomorrow night, and yeah. I'm there like every weekend. Long Beach, preferably, is okay. where I like to be. Is that true? Yeah, because. I feel like I'm in Vegas, and they pay more money there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you can probably do more time, too. Yeah, you get about 25 minutes yeah. there. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look. All geez, right. That shit. was a wonderful conversation. All right. Wyatt Sinek, eat your heart out. Yeah, that's that right. Was, Wyatt, uh, if you're listening. Your, 
We've had the Call your mom. craziest <laughs> story ever on the show. And next time we could talk about my 20s and when I was all crazy. Yeah, um, no, and a freak. Have you back. I, have ne- <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I want to thank you for being courageous on this show. That was really an amazing mm. conversation. Yeah. Well, I appreciate thank you. it. Thank but you. he said that we don't do bits here. We just be ourselves. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bachelor.